0: You're listening
1: to The Crochet Conversations Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. This is Ines, And this is Mel. Glad to have you guys here.
0: And today we're going to talk about swatch gauges. Possibly the thing that I'm the most lazy about. Before we begin, I want to say thank you to all of you who submitted your questions and your topic suggestions on our Instagram Um, So we've received quite a few good ones and I think we've got a good
1: few episodes coming up in the future. But for now, let's talk about swatch gauges. This is something that I really don't know anything about. I have not used a swatch gauge before, I think because I have like a crochet teacher with me 24-7. I mean, you have me, so
0: I I can basically tell you already what I know and you can just skip the swatch gauge entirely. But for someone like me... Who I am a straight up maker, it's very difficult not to do a swatch gauge. Although I have gotten away for at least I wanna say seven to eight years of my life. Really? Not you not not making or creating a, a gauge square. Hmm. So l- let's just clarify some terms. Because there are a lot of terms going around. Sometimes people use the word swatches, sometimes they just say gauge, sometimes they say tension square which are not all the same thing.
1: So they're all different things? They're all different things, but all relating to making a swatch gauge. Okay. So f- for the benefit of this podcast, I I didn't research anything, so I'm really going into this blind. So y- you didn't research anything? No. Okay, yeah. right. So basically, you'll be...
0: Coming from the perspective of someone who knows absolutely yeah, nothing. I,
1: I hope so. I hope I don't ask any stupid questions. Okay, Bear so that, with me. That,
0: that's pressure on me because now I need to make sure that you understand it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a uh, swatch gauge is the act, like I said, of the whole thing, right? The physical thing that you make, it's called attention square. So that's why. So when people say, make, uh, you know, count your attention square, they're actually referring to the actual thing. The act of making it is called a swatch and what you do with it is called the gauge. The result you get out of making a tension square ah. the which is, which is basically the swatch it's called the gauge.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah okay I'm
0: trying to process all this. I understand now. Okay. So you can make swatches and don't bother with gauges basically. So you can do there are a variety of reasons why you want to do a swatch. Mm-hmm. One Uh, you want to test maybe like the yarn you want to test maybe the hook or you want to test out a new like say stitch that you've never done before and you don't have a project in mind then you basically just take spare yarn you work out a little sample just to get a feel of it to
1: see whether you like it and things like that so from the impression that I'm getting uh, a swatch gauge is something that's really small Uh, yeah it's quite small like a big thing most
0: swatch gauges are 10 by 10 cm Oh, okay. Or if you're in the US and it's a 4x4 inch. It's like a sample piece? It's kind of like a sample. So, okay, let me go into it. Mm-hmm. So, what is a swatch gauge? Like I said, it's a small physical square that you build up. Uh, you build up in advance of your work. Okay, you can choose to cut away your yarn after that and keep that swatch. Or you can choose to frog it when you're done trying to calculate how much yarn you need. Okay, so what is it? It's basically a test of your actual work almost like a proof of concept. So I mentioned earlier you use different size hooks and different size yarn and you usually really only use swatch gauges if you're going to make something like clothes, like garment, Mm -hmm. because everybody's body type and shape is different and one person and everybody's, you know, the way they crochet is different. So you put that together and almost likely you will never get... The same thing yeah mm. an exact replica so you want to do a gauge because it's sort of a proof of concept so you can work out what size hook you want to use uh, what type of yarn you can use because who's to say you're using the exact same yarn as somebody else what right. if your yarn's a little bit thinner or a little bit thicker and
1: it everything affects the final product of your work so what I'm getting is that most common is you would do several swatch gauge yeah
0: until you get until you get the size that matches what the pattern tells you. So, okay, so if, I I just want to clarify, if you are making your own pattern, if you are just crocheting a top for yourself, sometimes you can get away with not using a swatch gauge. A swatch gauge usually is really only important if you are trying to, if you, let's say, if you bought a pattern from someone or you're copying someone's pattern and you want to create, a result that is almost as close as the original mm. as possible okay okay that makes sense okay so you want to create your swatch gauge in a four by four inch square or a 10 by 10 cm which is and using the actual hook size the actual type of yarn that you are going to use in your final project in your product so basically you're creating your final work but in a much 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 smaller scale mm. Okay, and you want to create this by using your stitch pattern and making a row or a square, or it can be a rectangle depending on on the pattern, the pattern itself. So if you're going to do like a chevron pattern, you're never ever going to get a square. It's always going to be some sort of rectangle or whatever. As long as you have a working space that is at least 10 by 10 cm. Then there the will be enough
1: to To, to calculate okay. your swatch
0: gauge. Okay, so let's talk about why a swatch gauge is important. Firstly... And the most important thing, it helps with your accuracy. Uh, it saves time because you don't want to do up, say if you're going to do a top, you don't want to do an entire front panel and then realise that your gauge is different. And 40 stitches across for you could be, you know, much, much, much shorter
1: than 40 stitches across for the maker of the pattern itself. Right, so I don't really want to kind of start on something already and it end up, like, it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, because, you know, crochet takes time, it's very slow, and you want to make sure you do it right the first time, right? Secondly, everybody's tension is different, like I said. You know, I could be a loose crocheter, which means, like, 10 stitches could be, you uh, know, much yeah. longer. Yeah, Yeah, that's me. Like, between us, yeah, mm. so between us, 10 I'm quite a tight crocheter, so 10 stitches for me is pretty short. But for you, because you're, you know, you have a lot more space... In between stitches, so for you, 10 cm, 10 stitches is quite much bigger. Okay, I can see why that would make a difference. Yeah, so most patterns will tell you, okay, uh, a 10 cm uh, square, for example, one side of a 10 cm square should give you maybe 16 double crochet. So if you make 16 double crochets and you don't get 10 cm, then you know your tension's off, (laughs) basically.
1: Okay, I, uh, I mean, it can be a free and easy pattern for me then.
0: Yeah, which is fine if you want to do like a pouch or a bag that, Mm. you know, the final product size is not so important to you. But if you want to make clothes... It not only has to fit you, right? If you want to do it so that it loose, it's loose and drapes, then you got to make sure that you give yourself more yarn and right. more, m- more multiples of the, the stitch pattern. Or if you want to do like a tight dress or a tight top, then you've got to make sure that your stitch
1: pattern is like much smaller. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, because it does boil down to how much yarn that I, I, I have or I need to use. Yep, correct. So basically, on top of
0: deciding whether your pattern matches them, and finding the final product, you, doing a swatch gauge also helps you decide on how much yarn you're going to use, mm. okay, which I will touch on to that in a little bit. Um, so, to segue from what we just talked about, modifying patterns. If you want to modify your own pattern, you will also need to create a swatch gauge. Because, <laughs> and, and, and this goes for even with working on your own products. Yeah. So, if you make something, say, say a skirt, okay, let's just say you're making a crochet skirt, and you want to redo this this time with a different yarn. You're gonna do everything exactly the same. It's just that you have a different yarn, maybe in a different color that you want. Okay. Then for this one, you are still going to need a swatch gauge to know how many base chains you're gonna do in comparison to using a thicker yarn
1: or a different size hook. You know, the impatient person, uh, the impatience in me, is wants to ask whether there's like a short way or like a hack to do this. Uh, Google. <laughs> really?
0: I'm sure that you can google if you know your yarn weight say I have a DK you know acrylic or whatever you can google and uh, they will give you some Ah, sort of number but you're not gonna know for 100% certain until I actually try it myself yeah whether this is your own Mm. your own
1: you know right gauge. Yeah, because like you mentioned just now, it really depends on like my tension or like how I I, I crochet personally, right?
0: Yeah, and so if you Google, you can Google it and they will give you sort of a rough estimate so they will say, oh, if you're looking for a 10 cm square, um or a 4-inch square in like say worsted weight yarn, you're going to get 16 double crochets across maybe 7 rows tall. But they would say between 14 to 16 and between 7 to 9 rows tall. So are you 7? Are you (laughs) 8? Are you (laughs) 9?
1: Okay, yeah right. Okay, look at me trying to cheat my way through crochet. Don't do (laughs) that. Do your homework first.
0: Yeah, so you can sort of get a rough idea if you're in the store and you want to decide how much yarn you need, and you really have no clue, because you can't actively do a the swatch, yeah. you can go Google it, find an answer, and sort of do the multiples in your head. Mm. Of course, to be safe, you go on the larger number side, so that you have more yarn, uh, rather than you... Or, or you can just buy one ball first, and go home and, and test, test it, it out. out. Yeah. yeah. So if you go into, say, a yarn shop or stall, you will of- often... And most of the time, they have like a little swatch already done up oh for yes, you. Oh yes,
1: I've seen those yeah, yeah, all hanging, around the place. Yeah. yeah,
0: hanging or stuck to it. It is not really to tell you how it looks like.
1: <laughs> I always thought that was the purpose no. of it. I was like,
0: oh, okay. It's to tell you, it's so that you can quickly measure... Mm. the gauge that you need and they will tell you which yarn it is right so they will tell you this swatch is done with this yarn so then you just pick up the ball of yarn you look at the pattern if it says it's a recommended size of 3.5mm then you know that this swatch was done in the 3.5mm you can go grab you know a ruler from somewhere and measure okay so in the 3.5mm hook I get you know
1: maybe X amount of stitches and rows I see I guess this is why you always have like a measuring tape with you all the time.
0: Yeah, for me personally, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so another reason why you want to test out or create a swatch gauge is because it's a real representation of how your pattern will look look like. Sometimes you don't realise that certain stitches you do create, you know, it doesn't have as much stretch and it's very easy just to look at the pattern and go, oh, I like this pattern, I Mm. could make a top out of it. And, you know, they say... Uh, you know, if I follow the stitch pattern entirely exactly, maybe you know, like maybe a hundred stitches across would get me a nice scarf you know, a stretchy scarf, but it's if you do up a small swatch sometimes you realise that a pattern say if I'm doing like a chevron, it doesn't have as much stretch as I
1: want it to Like certain stitches? Certain stitches,
0: yeah or certain stitch patterns don't have as much stretch, maybe because you've got a row of single crochets in between or you know, certain stitches Ju- are just generally tighter right. and so if you follow the pattern exactly and you get the exact same thing as what the creator wanted you to it doesn't mean that you're gonna like the final product if you want something looser or if you want something stretchier mm. so a swatch gauge would, would give you a physical tangible product in your hand that you can hold that you can go oh, okay so this is what say my scarf would feel like and then you can make your decision from there oh it's a little bit too drapey it's not drapey enough and then you
1: can do your modifications which we talked about earlier mm-hmm. based on that I see okay okay. I can see why it's, uh, it's very useful actually I should definitely learn how to do, it, do do this properly now
0: yeah so another reason why swatch gauges are important is because it can ensure for you the same results over and over again Write it down, of course, and then test it out every single time. So, if you don't do a swatch gauge, if you're going to recreate this project in like two, two, like or let's say like next week,
1: mm. there's no
0: guarantee that you're going to remember exactly what you do. Right. But if you create a swatch gauge, you can look at your swatch gauge and you can have a physical representation or a physical thing in your hand that you can hold and you can actually count it all over again and decide all over again. Mm. You're going you're gonna to be very specific. With your work. So it's, and it's very technical. It, this is really going into technical territory yeah. now, but you can really look in your work and figure out for yourself. A single crochet gives you how many stitches, a double crochet swatch gives you how many stitches, you know, half double, you know. And I think we've said before in one of our previous episodes if you crochet on a different day, if your mood is different, mm-hmm. if you are more tense that day, you know, your same 10 stitches could be very different. And I've yeah, experienced this firsthand. On the days that I want to crochet to relax, yeah. I find that my stitches are way tighter yeah. Then on the days that I'm very relaxed and I'm doing the exact same, I'm working on the same project. This
1: happened to me when I was doing my granny square uh, sweater and then all my squares are like th- those of that I do on different sizes. days. Yeah, it, it just turns out like, how come this one is bigger than the other day when I did the other one?
0: Yeah, and I noticed for you, when you first start your work, it's very... You're very tense. Yeah. And then after like three or four granny squares, they become super, super ah. loose. So that's ne- another reason why it's important. Right. Okay. okay. Another thing is that if you say, if you're worried, which I am, if you're a more cautious maker, you want to do up a swatch uh, so that you can wash that swatch and see how ah. the yarn reacts to washing after you're done and this would work really well especially with like scarves or beanies or things that you're gonna wear or use um, if you're just gonna crochet like a floor mat or whatever that it's not so important that yeah. it keeps the same size every single time then, then fine, you know but what I like to do is I like to do a small swatch and if you're gonna do out a swatch just to wash, you don't really need to make it, you know, ten by ten cm. Yeah. But I feel that in general, ten by ten cm squares are like the perfect amount of fabric mm. for you to wash them, and you know, wash it two three times. See, just how, to see yeah. see whether the, the it it lints out or whether it um, it's stretches or whether it shrinks or wh- whether the yarn gets fuzzy whether
1: you know the color would run yeah you don't know how many horror stories i've heard of people who done something already and they throw it into the wash and it just shrinks or you know it just loses its shape and yeah
0: yeah so uh i have a i have a story about a, a student uh, someone who learned crochet from me and she's become a good friend now um in the very early stages of her washing, I think I've told you this before, she created a virus shawl, and if you've ever had to create a virus shawl, you know how tedious it is, The how how many rows of repeats there are, and how many different rows of repeats there are, you know, especially if you're doing a modified virus or German shells pattern. So she created one, it took her about four months to create the whole shawl.
1: Four months?
0: Yeah, and she threw it in the washing machine... And when it came out, something about the yarn, it just, it bunched up and it fizzed up. And all you can see is like a a small fuzzy, it
1: shrunk in the wash, Yeah, I know, I remember you showed me the the image of it and I was... And
0: she was so upset, she cried for weeks, she said, weeks. And so now because of that, I I just recently did a virus shawl and I took a picture and sent it to her and she's like, no, never again (laughs) ever am
1: I going to do another shawl. And I think the problem is that there's no way to kind of save it after that as well, right?
0: Definitely yeah. no. Especially if you're buying yarn from, say, uh, websites like Taobao or Shopee mm-hmm. or, you know, online. Where the quality is just not... Uh, yeah, When you don't have a way to test or see it in person, uh, especially if you're buying, say, also mill and packs that don't give you information about right. what the yarn is, you sometimes have to guess what the material is. And if you guess it wrongly mm. and you wash and care for it, according to what you're guessing which could mm-hmm. be wrong, then your product could come out really, really different. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So so we've talked a lot about what it is and why it's important, so let's now really go into how it works right. and a step-by-step process of what
1: to do. Yeah, I was just about to ask that because I'm thinking like, is it easy? I, I hear you talk about it and it seems easy enough, but how it, it, does it really go? Okay, it's easy enough,
0: but... Um, Sometimes okay, I don't know, okay. Let me just put out this disclaimer. Mm. It's easy for me and I, I got the concept really quickly. Mm-hmm. But before I learned how to do it, it seemed like such a daunting and scary thing, which is why at least for the first two years I never bothered to find out what a swatch gauge was. Right. Because you know, you watch YouTube and they talk about making gauges and they like moan and groan about it like really? it's such a <laughs> t- tedious thing. You know, it's like confusing for all of you, you know. Let me yeah. clarify. And every single video I've watched on YouTube is the
1: same kind of... Talking, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: same kind of vibe. Talking about swatch gauges It's always that it's so complicated, it's so messy, <laughs> you're going to be so confused. Here, let me clarify it for you. I mean,
1: to me, it just sounds like the idea of doing homework and nobody likes to do homework, to be honest. Yeah,
0: actually, that's a really great way to put it. Right. Swatch gauge is basically like the homework before the exam.
1: Uh, bruh, <laughs> bruh. It's
0: just that the homework is it's a it's a short small homework whereas yeah. the exam is like your actual piece. Yeah, you haven't
1: even started yet and I'm really like... Ugh.
0: So I hope I can make this clear and like I can clarify the details and actually maybe it would change your mind into thinking that actually swatch gauges are not so difficult. Okay. Because my experience with it is that it's not difficult and I did it. I managed to find my gauge on the first try. Please enlighten me. Okay, so like I said, uh, you will need to make a square... a rectangle okay so you want it to be a minimum of 10 cm by 10 cm or if you're working or counting in inches four by four inch okay Okay. the reason for that is because that gives you a good enough space or size so that you can actually count stitches there's no point doing a really small maybe like a one to two cm so you need to make a square that is 10cm long, so basically your chain stitches in the very first row should be at least a minimum of 10cm and you want to create as many rows as it does uh, as you need to Mm. get you to 10cm or minimum. So you want to make sure that the final product can fit into, if you had a small little window that's 10 by 10 cm you could overlay on top of your work and basically fill up the whole window space. Okay? So, I found that for me, about 20 stitches works well across. As in 20 stitches,
1: you can get 10 cm.
0: For me, yeah, okay. personally. If I use like a 3 or 3.5 or 3. mm crochet hook, that's for me. But everybody's gauge is different. Like I said, depending on the way you crochet, the way even the way you hold your tension hand and the way you hold your hook affects the amount of stitches you do across okay you wanna and before you swatch it and gauge it you wanna block your work so that it lays flat there's no point in you trying to measure a swatch gauge in a crumpled or curled piece of fabric okay next thing you want to do is to make sure that you have a gauge ruler or an actual gauge or if you don't have that you can just get a regular ruler but I think if you're a beginner getting a swatch gauge ruler works best for you so uh, if you don't know what those looks like they look they actually are a 10 by 10 uh, square and on all sides of the square have little ruler markings and the middle of that square is empty it's like a hole so basically you have um a big plastic square thing that's hollow in the middle and it's flat.
1: What's the purpose of the hole in the middle? The hole in the
0: middle is for you to lay it on top of your work and have that 10 by 10 cm perfectly framed out for you to start counting your stitches inside. Uh. So after you've done, so the reason why you want to do it minimum 10 by 10 and maybe... uh, preferably go bigger than that is so that you can lay the ruler on top of it and have the 10 by 10 being framed on the inside for you to easily count your work. Okay, understand. Okay. So, you just need to put the ruler on top and you count the number of stitches going from left to right or right to left, whatever, basically horizontally. You count that number of stitches and if that number is, say, 16, then you know that size hook that you use for that particular yarn, you get... 16 stitches across for a 10 cm in length. length. So the, how this is important for you in your work is if that you if you know you need to create a scarf that is say 100 cm, then you know if 10 cm if it takes you 16 stitches to get to 10 cm, then you can do the math and multiply that to get 100. So that's 10 by- ten times 10. Right. Then you know 16 times 10 is 160. Then it would take you approximately, and I say approximately, 160 stitches across to get you to 1 meter.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So like as I'm crocheting, I count the stitch you to always, get the...
0: Yeah, you always have to count your chain stitches to begin with. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a good habit just to have in general. So, and especially if, let's say if I want to make like a 2 meter long, you know, blanket or whatever, then if I know that 10 cm is, I, I, it takes me 16 stitches to get 10 cm, then I can easily do the math and multiply that way if you want to get like 200 or you want to get, you know, 105 then you know you take, you take 16 stitches for 10, right. you divide them by 2, you get 5 cm how many stitches across okay, so that's to determine the length Okay, so now to determine the height, you want to just create as many rows as it takes. So okay, so let's work on the premise that we are may- maybe doing a swatch in a double crochet. Okay, so like I said, 16 stitches across to get you a double 10cm double crochet. But how many rows do you have to build up to get right. you a 10cm size in height? Right. Okay, so that will determine the length, the height of your project now. So if I know... Let's say for me, a double crochet is um, maybe it takes me seven, for example, rows to make a 10 cm in height. Then I know if I want to say make a dress or a top that is 30 cm in length and I know how many many rows I have to do across. Double crochet to build up. Yep. So you basically calculate it the same way you do it horizontally and vertically. Hmm. And then you have to record this number down so that you know personally for your own style and also record it down in what hook you use. So always have like a notebook with you and write this number down. And okay, I like to write it on my notes on my iPhone so if I'm out at Spotlight or if I'm out buying my yarn or whatever and I see something I want to buy I can immediately calculate how much yarn I really need to use. Okay. And you wanna and you wanna find your own personal gauge. And you do the do the basic stitches. Okay, so I have like a thousand and one different gauge numbers. So for me I do one in a single crochet mm-hmm. and I record what yarn I use. So what yarn weight. Or if you don't know the yarn weight just record the yarn brand. Because if you're gonna get the same yarn brand, it's it's gonna be mm. we, it's most likely gonna be the same weight. And record what hook size and what hook brand I use. Okay. And it's important to record the number, the, the type of hook you use, because, you know, I recently got my Furls crochet hook, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you didn't hear about that story, I think it's in one of our previous Don't episodes. Worry, she'll bring it up again, <laughs> one way or another. And I bought the 4mm crochet hook from Furls. And I realised that using the Furls crochet hook in 4mm, I actually, I, I, my work actually gets looser And if I use my regular ergonomic one that say I bought from Daiso, I actually, my work is tighter. My crochet stitches are much tighter. And I don't know if it's because of the way I'm holding it, but usually the two, the false crochet 4mm and the Daiso 4mm don't give me the same results. Hmm. Okay, and um, if I'm using just the regular, like the Susan, the Susan something, yeah. Susan Boyle or <laughs> something, something and one something, of those something. regular crochet hooks, you know, the the, the, the full metal one, it also gives oh. me a different swatch, which is so confusing to me because they're all yeah. four mm. But I guess it's just the way I hold it. Like different hooks feel different to me, yeah. so I hold it differently. Mm. So yeah, so record that down. So I have one for single crochet, I have one for double crochet, and so all these different stitches. They could possibly be the same number of stitches
1: across, but they definitely won't be the same number of rows going vertically. So if I want to create like a a top, for example, and I'm not using any of the basic stitches, I want to use like a specific, special stitch or something, and so I should do the swatch in that stitch, right? Yes,
0: correct. So like I mentioned earlier, if you're doing like a zigzag or a chevron, you are never going to be able to make a square. It's always going to be, you want to maybe do like three or four repeats of what you're going to do. Exactly. And then you can calculate it that way. So if you're, say, working a chevron, you know how you have that, that that V shape? Yeah. You want to measure from the start of the V to the end of the V. So you don't go by 10, 10 by 10 cm now, you just want to go by the... The
1: pattern of how the, it looks. Of the pattern, yeah. Okay. So you go by Mm. the
0: length of the V and the height of the V and you calculate how many stitches that is and how many rows that is. And so if you know you need to make, you know, if you want to make 10 Vs across in your Chevron, what the length would be and is that enough for you? Is that maybe not enough for you? It's for you to decide based on your numbers.
1: Would you say that bigger is better? Like I do a bigger swatch would would be beneficial.
0: Um... If you want to do like a 20 by 20 cm, then actually, yes, it would be better to create one that is slightly bigger because everybody's tension is different, like I said, and it's also different for you at the start of your project, in the middle of your project, at the end of your project. Sometimes as you work your way through the rows,
1: you relax, like you do, right? You Uh, relax. I I don't know what to do to like... improve on this. You just need to practice practice, because it's really just practice. Damn it.
0: So... As you go along in the middle, as the more rows you do and the more stitches you do, you could relax a little mm. bit, you know, and then your tension towards the end of it would be more closely similar to how your work will end actual, up. Yeah, the actual look, right? Yeah, because like a 10 by 10 cm square is not very big, and if you're doing it in a hurry, you could actually over tighten your tension as opposed to if you have time to slowly build up 20 by 20. But, you know, you also need to account for the amount of yarn you use. <laughs> yeah, you've Make used up sure in your swatch. Buy yeah. extra, right? Yeah. So that's basically it. So, um, so how do you fix it? So if your swatch gauge doesn't match, and I can guarantee you, like ninety nine percent of the time, it won't match. If it matches for you right off the get go, then, then wow, you Wait, know, what, like what?
1: What do you mean that it doesn't
0: match? Okay, so have you been paying attention? Yeah, yeah, I mean In the very beginning of this episode, I said that you usually only do swatch gauges if you're trying to follow a pattern. Mm -hmm. And if you buy a pattern online, say on Etsy Uh, or whatever, they give you, the person that's crocheting will give you the swatch gauge. They will tell you for my own style of making as a maker, you know, a 4 inch by 4 inch it takes me 20 stitches across and maybe 10 rows tall. But for you, it's different. So you need
1: to try to modify the way you crochet to match their swatch gauge. Yeah, so you're saying that most likely what, my swatch wouldn't won't be the same as their swatch. Yes,
0: correct. Okay. And if you buy, say, any ball of yarn, they will always have this gauge number at the back in the label. And the reason for that is because this is the way the manufacturer have decided that this yarn best showcases itself if you use this particular size hook to match the size of this yarn. So, like, for example, if you get a very fuzzy yarn, you maybe you want to use a particular size hook that the manufacturers have decided would give the best results and showcase this yarn yeah. in its full capacity. So, you want to match that swatch gauge. Yeah. If you don't care about that and you just like the yarn and you're going to do it, you know, for your own personal project, then yeah, go ahead. Don't have to do a swatch gauge. Just start working on it yeah. and like, you know frog it and do it and frog it yeah. but if you're gonna do something very specific like clothes or you know and you wanna match the pattern that you buy because you buy the pattern to have that look <laughs> yeah, that correct. you like right? yeah, that's correct. so you yeah. wanna make sure that your your
1: final product matches looks the same yeah. and so your swatch gauge needs to match Yeah. so you were saying 99% it wouldn't match
0: it wouldn't you're probably only like one or two stitches off or so so like how do you fix it now okay so if your gauge is smaller, then your work is going to be bigger than the final thing. And if your gauge is bigger, then your work is going to be smaller. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Okay? Okay. So like like I said, 10 cm for me and 10 cm for you is not the same, right? So if my 10 cm is much smaller, the work will be bigger for you. Yeah. Okay? And smaller in number, I mean. Okay? So how do you fix it? If your work is smaller, use a bigger hook. Just as, bas- as basic as that. So oh. don't follow the size hook that they recommend. If you feel that you need to jump from a, a 2 to a 2.5, or let's say a 3.5 to a 4, to get to match the same number of stitches across, then do that. Because the important thing is to match the number. All the other materials
1: are just like, are just like side notes. Okay, I mean that sounds pretty simple to me, just increasing or decreasing a hook size. Yep.
0: Yeah. Another thing is to change your yarn to match the yarn weight in the pattern. If you can match the yarn weight that's recommended, if you can match that as closely as possible, there's a higher chance there's going to be like little deviation from the actual pattern. Okay. Okay, another thing is to, if you're making a top, if your stitch gauge don't match and you don't want to change the way you're crocheting, and then then just do the XL size in the pattern so most say if I buy a crochet top say like a tank top or a summer top and I want to create the pattern and I know that I based on my my body measurements say I'm a size medium mm-hmm. but my swatch tension is you know a lot tighter than them which means that my work is going to be a lot smaller, smaller than theirs yeah. okay so then if I don't want to change the way I'm crocheting because maybe you know there's so many reasons maybe I don't have a hook mm. maybe I crochet faster this way because I'm, I'm comfortable using a, a larger or smaller size hook or whatever the reason may be then fine, don't change anything, just make sure you follow instead of an M for me, I'm now going to follow an XL pattern in the pattern. Uh. So I just follow the stitch numbers for the XL that this person has given me and then I can I know that I can make, you know, a, a top size that would definitely fit me. Okay, so usually patterns for clothes would have like a
1: SML
0: They usually sizing. would have SML um, but a lot of good patterns have XS to XL mm. and then they would tell you how to modify the pattern so they will say you know each size jumps by how many multiples how many right. multiples. so if you want to you know if you want to do a size that is you know much 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 bigger than an XXL then you know here's how you modify the pattern here's how you continue building the base stitches so that you know so that you have
1: you know the, the, the size that you want okay this just sounds like a like mini little hex like, simple enough to use, to, to fix. Yeah, so, a lot of people, I
0: think, find it difficult. is because when their swatch gauge don't match, then they sort of have a little mini panic, like, okay, what yeah, do I do now? Yeah, I would think I'd have I to make frog
1: it? it and, like, try to redo it again. Yeah, and
0: the worst thing is if you try to change the way you crochet to... So that you match, match it, it. So if yeah. I don't change my yarn, if I don't change my hook, and I like, try to... to deliberately crochet extra loose so that I match that number it's not going to be sustainable because as you go along your project it's going to be so difficult for you to know how loose is too loose because the only thing in crochet that doesn't change in all the projects that you're going to do forevermore is you (laughs) you and the way you work and the way you you do things doesn't change and so as a good as a good crocheter you should know how to manipulate the tools around you to best suit you and the way you crochet.
1: Yeah, I I mean that really makes sense because like as a person who doesn't know how to crochet, and looking at a pattern, I would think that I need to follow it strictly, you know, to get what I need at the end of the day. Yeah, you know? so like
0: I said, the number is the most important thing. If they need you to do maybe 25 stitches across to get a certain amount of length, then you change whatever you need to to match that. So change maybe the hook size, change maybe the yarn, change maybe, you know, if you're comfortable holding the knife way. You know, and the the pen way. You know, swat, switch between the two, and change, try it out. Mm. And try it out, yeah. Mm. And try try to change all these other variables one by one until you get the correct size. As long as at the end of the day, you match the number that they give you, mm. then you're good to go.
1: Okay. I okay. mean that's good to know you know yeah so don't try to change yourself because like I said like, that wouldn't work out in that the long moment, run it's so yeah. not
0: sustainable it could maybe work initially but as you go along as you get comfortable and you know if you're making a top it'll probably take you a full day Yeah. or a full week who knows right who's to say that you know, your tension on Monday is going to match your tension on Tuesday and by Thursday or Friday, <laughs> are you going to have that same, you know, loose, just deliberately reminding yourself to keep my tension loose, keep my tension <laughs> loose, oh, no way, is this too loose? Oh, I think I should tighten it. No way, it's buckling. You're going to have all that issues. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's totally me. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like me.
0: So, now what happens? Like, so now we've talked about why it's important and how to use it and how to fix it if your swatch gauge doesn't match. So let's talk a little bit about what
1: happens if you don't use a swatch gauge? Yeah, like me. Like what 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 is so bad about it and like is there any consequences to it, honestly? Uh okay, so I'm not
0: saying that this is what will happen every single time, uh-huh. but I'm listing out really like the worst case scenarios or like the you know if you don't use a swatch gauge the, swatch gauge, these are the things that could potentially happen to your project, okay? Firstly is the you get the wrong size. Okay, yeah, at, like after you finish everything. Yeah, so after you finish everything, you get a wrong size. And this is particularly important in clothes, like I've said. if Imagine you're doing socks. <laughs> and you want, you know, your socks to be the same on both sides of your feet. And if you yeah, don't because use because it comes swatch, in
1: a pair, right? Yeah, and
0: you have experience with this, yeah. remember? Because you yeah. did a pair of house slippers mm. in c to c And it's one of those patterns, free patterns that you can find on, you know, on, on YouTube. How to create a house slipper from mm. just a basic square. And mm. you didn't do a tension or no. swatch. Yeah, definitely. A, a, yeah, I didn't. And both sides...
1: <laughs> I okay. had different <laughs> Yeah, I had to pass it back to her to help me to adjust it at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, so because it's just for us for yeah. her to wear at home, we had yeah. to, you know, pinch some areas tighter and like just basically sew it tighter yeah I just areas. wing it I really just like wing it <laughs> yeah so and also imagine if you're making a top a front panel and a back panel would be different or a kimono where you need you know the back panel or the front two panels and the two arms or the two sleeves imagine if your two sleeves are <laughs> different sizes they would be really horrible if it's for yourself and you don't really care then okay fine but if yeah. you're giving it as a gift You know, you'd spend so much time making it, you want to make sure it's perfect for the person that you, you know, are willing to give up, like, thousands of hours to create something for. So, um, what happens if you don't use a gauge, you get wrong size, you also get a different look. the final finished product so say for example if i'm doing like a shell or popcorn stitch and i use like a chunky weight yarn versus like a lace weight yarn that the pattern wants me to use or if i use like a dk versus like a lace or fingering it's gonna have a different look and if i'm doing like a bubble or like a shell Mm. or like a popcorn it's gonna have a different vibe and the different vibe could change entirely the look of it so let me give you an example if I use a chunky weight yarn and I create like um, a cardigan, it's going to look like those thick, chunky, bomber jacket, cardigan <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Right? But if I do that same thing in a thinner, smaller yarn, it's going to look more dainty. It's going to have more drape. It's yeah. going to have more flow. It could be the exact same pattern. But entirely different look. But look entirely mm. different. So you want to create a swatch kit so you know what you're going to get. Mm. You know you can get the same look at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, so that's why a swatch gauge is important. And to build on that, you don't you don't get the correct drape.
1: Yeah. So
0: if you want to make like a top or a dress or, you know, a scarf or whatever, and you don't test out the pattern beforehand, you're not going to know whether this beanie that you're going to wear is going to be stiff. Is the yeah. material stiff? And because it's stiff, is it going to be comfortable for you? Or, you know, maybe your top has too much drape and if it has too much drape for making a tank top and right now I'm speaking from experience if you make a tank top, it's going to be too loose and it's going to be you know i had to wear a top under my top see true yeah
1: because it's too loose and like the yeah. armholes are too loose and you don't want it you know falling off your body <laughs> so I think this is especially important for clothes. Uh, especially, you know. so swatch gauges
0: are more important for clothes, like I said, if it's accessories, if it's like a keychain or whatever else that you don't really care too much about the size, go ahead and, and skip the swatch. So, like I said, speaking from experience, I recently created, I made a tank top for myself mm. and I all I did was I created the base stitch and I held it to my body and sort of like squeezed it around me to see whether it would fit and then I built my my pieces from there. And what seemed initially like something that would be too small turned out to be like five sizes too big, yeah. and I had to wear a-, a tank top under that crochet tank top.
1: Yeah, because it kind of kept, kept slipping out. It kept the right? yeah. sh- the
0: sleeve kept sliding off. You know, the armhole was too big because I didn't use a swatch. <laughs> I didn't bother. I just wanted to churn out my work as soon as possible. I was just excited. I was ready to go. Yeah. It seemed like such an ha- such a hassle. Yeah, you have to and create a swatch I guess
1: as you were working on it you were constantly also sort of trying it out so it seemed like it would fit yeah and that's
0: actually why it didn't fit because (laughs) as I'm crocheting I'm trying I'm constantly figuring out what I'm doing and I'm constantly changing my mind about do I want to uh, make this part bigger or make this part smaller and like I don't have a fit a fixed number in my mind I'm just like going playing my
1: ear that's why I wing it because my master wing it <laughs> no, 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 no! <laughs> don't put that blame on me. If you are too lazy to do a swatch gauge, okay.
0: So, another reason why you want it's important to do a swatch gauge, and what could potentially happen if you don't do, is that your work might not keep its shape depending on the yarn you use and the hook size you use and the stitch pattern you use, you know. You mean like over time? Over or? time, yeah. Okay. So, for example, if I am doing something in... Uh, hmm, Maybe like a box stitch, like a box shell stitch, which uses a lot of chains chain stitches in between maybe over time it would overstretch and it doesn't you know it doesn't have the right look Mm. at the end of the day and doesn't keep its size doesn't keep its shape you know or certain stitches if you're gonna do
1: you know I don't know something more complicated yeah something more complicated
0: basically I can't think of any off the top of my head but you wanna create a swatch so that you know over time no matter how many times I wash it no matter how much wear I put it through it's gonna keep it its integrity Yeah. or if I'm using acrylic for example and I you know I I do a very lacy pattern is it gonna bunch up after a while and with lace pattern also it's very difficult because the thicker the thicker the yarn the less of the lace you see and it, while it looks very pretty right off the hook right right when you're done after washing a few times once the yarn has has its time right. to fuzz up you know and get uh, get damp with you know your body sweat or your body oil or whatever mm. does it keep its yeah. integrity and on the bigger scale of things It's very dangerous, I feel, also not to create swatches because you you could become very demoralized very quickly and feel that crochet is not for you or that you can't crochet or that you know, you're doing something wrong because like I've said a million times there is no right and there is no wrong in crochet mm-hmm. it's up to you to make use of the tools you have to make it work for you and there is no such thing as that crochet doesn't work for anybody or that you cannot crochet you have no you know mo- like you'd have no good fine motor skills or mm. whatever it doesn't doesn't mean it doesn't mean any of that if your swatch doesn't match the pattern it just doesn't match that's it and you yeah. just need to you know manipulate or tweak your tools so that it matches okay like I said the only thing constant in crochets yourself so like don't feel that you don't match up your your Just swatches because don't it match
1: doesn't, yeah it's not the same
0: yeah and you will never ever get and like you know it's good for you also to retest yourself or like recalculate your swatch gauge over over many years so for example like for me every maybe two three years i do it again depending on if i've had something you know change so if i know someone or i read on a forum once that this person gave a tip that after she had like her her, like lower back surgery she had to redo her tension swatch because now with her lower back surgery or what she's you know it, it affects the way she t- she she does things mm. when another person re- responded in that same form and said that in two different jobs her stitches is different because in like one she in the banking mm. industry you know she's constantly full of tension and stress in her work and she has so much anxiety and she crochets in order to force her to relax, and so her Mm. tension is always very tight. But after she became a mom, she quit her job, she's more relaxed now, she's at home with her baby every day, you know, she has the time, you know, to crochet as much as she wants, and her tension loosened up. So basically to go back from time to time to to redo the same swatch. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like how our our handwriting never stays the same. It's kind of like that, like the way your tension... Ends up being, or how how you calculate your tension, it's sort of like your signature in crochet. That's which is why everybody's is different. Yeah. Because everyone's handwriting is different, it's and different. you can tell so much from the way they write, write from someone's handwriting. Yeah. It's the same with crochet. It like the way or your style of crocheting is sort of your signature in crochet.
1: Hmm. Interesting way to see it. Yeah. So,
0: uh, this episode is getting really long. Let me leave you with a final tip, okay? don't cut your yarn if you don't want to <laughs> don't want to waste because i i think for me the reason why i don't do swatch gauges because i feel like it's such a waste of yarn yeah. like what the heck am i going to do with all these like squares when i'm done with it but you know recently i've been trying to keep up like, my game yeah. and i've been trying to search like the most obscure patterns. i've been buying like crochet books with like 50 100 like 500 crochet patterns for you to try
1: today, you know? I love to to like, pick out a stitch and like, do you know this stitch? Yeah, and so what I find,
0: what I found that I'm doing is like, I'm creating swatches with all these different stitches and you know, one day I'm going to create enough to make like a whole album of it and it's, I've been on a mission, I don't know if it's to make up for lost time or what, but I've been on a mission to create as many different swatches in as many different things as possible Mm. and, uh, let me know how you guys keep track of all your swatches. Like, do you actually keep the physical swatch or not? Okay, because my next tip would be that if you don't want to cut it, take a photo of it with oh. the swatch ruler on it. Keep it in like a folder or something or in your phone that you can easily refer to. I mean, okay, last quick question or
1: can I just record it like in words? Like, You should record yeah. it in
0: words but sometimes the, pa- the, the stitch is not going to end exactly. Like, 16 stitches is oh. not going to end exactly. It's going to be 16 and a half. Right. And if you do that you're not gonna know in your mind is it was it more a little bit more than 16 and a half or but was it just
1: under something visually It's better.
0: yeah it's better for you to have a visual representation of it be it as, as a photo mm. so that you can count and be sure again each and every time okay Yeah. Okay. so take a photo of it with the ruler on top of it so that you have a a, a size a, a sense of a scale mm. in the photo and then you can frog your work again and do that um I feel it's better for you to cut and just to keep that swatch, you know, that material. Keep keep in mind that you're going to you're taking out that much material because I feel like for future reference and for you to learn a little bit better, for you to recognize stitches better, it's better to keep and collect all these swatches. I mean, let's not talk about single, double, half double the basic stitches. Let's talk about something more complicated like if you're going to do like a moss stitch or the set stitch or You know, like the herringbone stitch. You want to be able to have that physical swatch with you to look at it. Or say if you're doing like a Mandela or circular pattern, it's better to have the physical thing that you can use your hands and pull apart your work and see what you're doing. Especially, say for example, basket weave stitches or like a waffle weave stitches where you have a lot of front post, back post, you know. Mm. Or sometimes you need to do like two front posts into that one same double crochet from the row below. You want to be able to pull your work apart and look at it. Also if you're doing say like mosaic crochet that does a lot of overlay work, you know from a pattern from just from a picture, as a 2D picture you can't really see what goes on behind Yeah, you know in, in the front not all crochet work we know is reversible right so yeah. the front and the back sort of looks different so you want to be able to have that physical product with you that you can pull it apart and feel it with your hands and sort of figuring out all over again and you know count it you know have a little notepad beside it you know what I do is I, I step I use a stapler and
1: I, I, I stapled the Yeah, take take the the actual swatch. Yeah. To to
0: the the paper itself when I would write, you know I use this size hook Mm. and this is how many things I did. Here are what I struggled with, you know, or note to self, you know, my chain stitches, you know, make your chain stitches
1: looser and whatever other notes you need to write for yourself. So I would say that the conclusion is, especially for beginners, learning how to swatch and uh, how to use a swatch gauge is like really very important. It is very important. And I mean, I'm assuming that
0: if you crochet, you are a visual and tactile learner. Yeah. And to create a swatch really is the most visual and tactile way for you to learn mm. and to, you know, whatever mistakes you need to make, do it in the swatch and not do it oh, in yeah. the actual work yeah. itself. Yeah, definitely. You know, some people will even go as far as to create the same thing, the exact same top in a different colour material.
1: Mm. Just to differentiate. Just to test, I, yeah. yeah.
0: There are some, like, forms I've, I've read That some people are really crazy enough to do an exact replica mock-up of what they want to create say like a a tank top but just in a different color of yarn they even use the same hook they're gonna use they use the same type of yarn and material of yarn and everything's exact same it's just a mock-up okay and then so because it's a lighter colour it's easy for them, for to, them see. to see the stitches and go okay this part I'm gonna you know, increase here or decrease here or maybe put extra row wow, here wow that's a lot of effort
1: it is you, you don't have to go so crazy yeah. but I think it's <laughs> 10 important 10 cm by 10 cm got it yeah just
0: 10 by 10 or like 12 by 12 or whatever however many <laughs> you need to Okay. Yeah, and so I hope that sort of was uh, a fair summary of swatch gauges, tension squares and how to create it, and all the pros and cons of creating one. Mm. Um, Ultimately, you learn the way you learn best, and if you feel that you learn better doing it and learning from your mistakes and have different prototypes, then go ahead. If you feel, if you really strongly feel that you don't need to use a swatch gauge, then nobody's going to force you because everybody learns different. But... You know, it's there are some tools that are here to help you
1: in your crochet, and the swatch gauge yeah. is just one of them. I mean, I can see the benefits, and I, I mean, listening to what happens if I don't use a gauge, I think that's pretty scary. Uh, I, and you, I, you get I think to it's... and you get to physically see too, right? Yeah. When I don't use a swatch gauge, yeah. you you
0: hear my frustration and yeah. all my cursing and swearing. I mean,
1: I think it's worth a try. I mean. I've not tried it before, so I think I would try it, you know, just to see how, whether it works for me or not.
0: Yeah, Yeah. from now on, you should just give it a try.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ra Okay, okay. so
0: we've come to the end of this episode, and I think uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. So we're going to, you know, put a little bit of a personal touch at the end of every episode and give you a recommendation or something interesting that we've discovered throughout the week. Okay, Okay. so this will be our recommendations. Uh, And we will end every every episode with a recommendation. This has nothing to do with crochet and everything to do with us and what we've learned throughout the week. Mm, Okay, Okay, so I will start first. My recommendation for this week is to shake your shampoo bottles
1: before you use them. (laughs) <laughs> That's something that I don't do. I okay, don't so, think I've ever done that before. So let
0: me tell you why. Okay, so recently I was in the shower and I used the Head and Shoulders shampoo, right? And I recently the bottle was turned. So as I'm showering, washing my hair, I was staring at the shampoo bottle, and I realized under instructions it says shake well before use. That is so odd. I've, I I never I never knew. Like why would you need to shake? the shampoo bottle Is it I never not
1: already mixed well I didn't I ne- it was
0: so strange for me because you really only see shake well before use like with food
1: yeah, or like sauce, sauce. yeah <laughs> okay, so this got was it. so
0: strange okay. for me so everybody if you're using shampoo make sure you read the instructions and if you need shake to shake the or not shampoo shake. bottle
1: please shake your shampoo <laughs> bottles <laughs> and if you're not sure just shake <laughs>
0: okay what's your recommendation
1: Uh, recently we bought um, those automated um soap dispenser uh-huh, and yeah. I think it's like the most amazing thing ever I would recommend everybody to get an automated soap oh, dispenser oh okay yeah yeah I so the one
0: it. we bought is the Xiaomi yeah it's been brilliant we bought two one for yeah. dish soap and one for hand soap yeah I mean it's why have we never got it before though for our I own house I don't
1: know I don't
0: know I guess maybe because it seems so like public toilety. y
1: yeah I-, I guess so and like I don't know, maybe you don't think that you would really need something like that. I've never ever used anything like that, but the, the moment I saw it and like we have our own place, so it was like a good just a good investment. Are we just you know? lazy though? I don't think so. It, it's so much cleaner. Oh to be that's honest. true. Yeah. That, yeah,
0: that's true. That's it's yeah. more hygienic.
1: Correct. Yeah. And and I mean it's it's just so much more efficient to be I mean I do most of the, the, the dishes and I swear, It's highly recommended. Okay, Every so household should have one very of
0: these. very soap, uh, soap and washing related recommendations <laughs> yeah, I didn't today. Realize, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Our recommendations is to shake your shampoo bottles and buy automated. Oh, you know what? We should buy automated, like, shampoo dispenser. No,
1: I mean, <laughs> okay, that will be a okay, so discussion with, for another day.
0: With that, that concludes this episode. And if you want to contact us or, you know, drop us suggestions for future episodes, you can contact us on Instagram at, at @crochet_crochet_sg SG or drop us an email at SG at gmail.com or, and, you know, visit our website. Please visit our website, www.crookedcrochet.com or text us at 912 727 and I will see you in our next
1: episode. Bye! Bye-bye!